Gustavo Ortega. Gustavo, how you doing, brother? How you doing, Gio? Much better from other days, a little bit more calm. After all the protests that happened this whole week, glad uh, a lot of things, positive things happened for those who protested. Glad they stay safe as well. But yeah, it's a lot of uh, more news when it comes to MLS soccer. So I'm excited to talk about those things. Yeah, obviously, we're definitely going to shed light on what's going on. Like I said, the pandemic, also the protests. Um, so shout out to everybody's out there, you know, protesting these rights for support, you know, against anything anti-racism and all that stuff. We're here just to support, help grow the game. Um, but we also don't want to deny what's going on in our country. Um, you know, so there's a lot of big things going on there. Um, but with that, I just want to also, we got a big, a lot of things that uh, broke uh, earlier this week. Obviously, the biggest thing uh, today and the biggest thing this week, obviously, the MLSPA and the MLS uh, agreed to a deal. But today, which gave them the MLS Open full training, which is uh, which is great. So full uh, training is mandatory. Um, you know, it's mandatory. So all players have to go. To the to the training, um, you know, there's some of the you know the clubs will have the full use of the facilities before they weren't able to use everything. Um, and something I noticed as well, player and staff safety procedures, uh, individual individual club plans must include an emergency action plan for all COVID nineteen uh, related issues. Um, so, what do you think? Obviously, now that all this stuff, uh, now that the teams are able to go move forward and have uh, full team training practice. What? Yeah, like you said, Gio, it's a, it's a big step for MLS. Uh, soccer is coming back for sure. That's a for sure thing. Uh, we'll, I'm sure it's going to be happening next month in July over there in Orlando. A lot of teams now will get to practice uh, with a full team, everybody back on track. And we pretty much saw every team coming back to do the voluntary uh, trainings, except San Jose Earthquakes. But I'm sure they're gonna be sending those. Uh, well, actually, those... actually, actually, they they, they just got uh, San Jose. Today? Yeah, today I don't know. Oh, okay, up here, but they they just got uh, today, so they they were able to go to training. Uh, they got a so pretty much they they were the last team, no, to to not being active so far throughout this pandemic because of the so restricted stay at home orders over there in North uh, California, Northern California. So I think that's a good sign. Now you have all 2016s. Uh, getting started little by little, so I think that's a uh, the big step. Uh, I believe it was uh, they want to send the team within three weeks to Orlando, so they could start mm-hmm. getting prepared for for the tournament. So and with this new deal that just passed uh, that the players agreed on upon, I think it, it's a big win for not just the league but also the players. Yeah, big big win for the players. I mean, the players stood their ground. Um, there was things that was very important to the players. Um, I feel like they you know they didn't get pushed around. And we're just going to get a little bit into the details of the um, of the deal. So obviously that the the lockout was avoided. I feel like the, there was pressure from the owners there. So the CBA now will now be delayed by a year, so that the 2020 terms will continue to 2021, while 2020 2021's original terms will be moved to 2022, and so on to the end of the deal. So the length of the deal has now been extended by one year until January January 31st till 2026. So essentially, everything has just been pushed back. And there, here's a little bit mm-hmm. more of the details. So the total amount of the, uh, the economic, economic concessions is over $100 million. It accrues across the board a uh, salary cap of $7.5. That, that isn't retroactive, and it's set to kick in, which is for the May 31st payroll period, which I believe it is beginning now. Um, but mm-hmm. players have the option 
to delay the salary cut until the Orlando tournament, which will, I'm assuming, will end uh, in August or you know July, whatever, depending. Which is which is great. So they're still getting their money, um, and then everything's going to be prorated and cut until after the tournament. So that's good for them. Another thing to note: performance performance and individual bonuses will be capped at five million for this season. Um, the revenue sharing plan uh, tied to a new broadcast deal is set to begin in 2023, and uh, that's also been modified. So initially, it was 25% of the broadcast fees that they were getting, but now the two sides have agreed that in 2023, it will be cut down to 12.5. And I think that's to help the league, uh, you know, with some of the losses that they're doing, they're going through right now. Obviously, everybody um, in terms of money is losing. Uh, Don Garbertson a statement yesterday that the MLS as a whole will be taking a $1 billion revenue hit due to the pandemic, which is just insane to just to think. Um, mm-hmm. You know, these are a lot of the nitty gritty things of the deal. What do you make of the, the deal and some of the specifics that came out? Uh, obviously, the, the modification with uh, TV rights. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it, we saw it coming. It was, we mentioned it before in the previous podcast and as well as live streams that the MLS depends a lot on their sponsorships and as well as their game day ticket sales. Mm-hmm. So not having those games pretty much took a big hit. Like the commissioner, Don Garber, said $1 billion. It's a lot of money. So that's why the, the league was pressured to come back as soon as possible and get this tournament going in order for them to at least get some of that money back. Um, and asking players to take a, a salary cut was a huge step. Uh, uh, hats off to the players who didn't give more than – what they actually set up to do, which was the 7.5%. Um, they looked out for themselves as well. So it's something, it's a 50-50 effort. I mean, they wanted, the, well, the owners and the commissioners and the league executives wanted them to play. So I think the, the players did a great job in sending for themselves and keeping those turns for, 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 for the future years. Yeah, no, I mean, like you said, they, they, they held the ground and it's very important because I, you, you did mention a great thing that, like uh, we mentioned in the past, a lot of that money that the MLS makes from it, you know, is through the TV rights and through losses. Um, right. So I mean, I'm just excited, man. I'm just excited for the the next month in July. Uh, a lot of things. So we also got Chicharito for the LA Galaxy. He's confirmed he's going to be playing with the LA Galaxy next month. And that makes it very interesting um, because you didn't know because yeah. even he wasn't going to potentially join or go was because he has a pregnant wife. Um, they didn't know about the safety in this and, you know, all the procedures looks like they got all that down. And now uh, another thing has been added to their agreement that the winner of the MLS tournament in Orlando will receive a CONCACAST Champions League berth. So that just gives all the players the motivation to want to go and play and go out there. So some of the players that weren't concerned in going, there's a lot at stake with with that being said. You know what I'm saying? If you're a Chicharito, Vela, you know, Nani, you know, Alejandro Badoya, those are some players that were thinking of not going. So now this tournament holds a lot of value for these players and for the for the league, you know, they're, they're for something, you know, just a tournament. They, this, this tournament actually means something now, and I like that they did that. Yeah, I 100% agree with what they did, adding a little bit of value to this tournament to make sure the teams give it 100% because uh, pretty much everyone's going to be watching. 
Uh, other sports won't be back. I know the WS W NWSL will be will be already kicked off by then. But in men's sports, it will be the MLS kicking off things to for other sports to coming back. But um, yeah, like you said, Chicharito is a big uh, a big player, big time player. He still has his score. As I mean, it was only two games, but he had a lot of people putting that pressure on him because, you know, Bella came out and well last in his first year lights out. And now he's pretty much breaking records here and then. So it's going to be interesting to see how, how Bella and Chicharito, hopefully they both go and give the, the, the fans a great spectacle because that's what the MLS needs in order to save this 25th season. No, exactly. And I, I think this, this is, I'm not going to speak for Bella, speak for LAFC, but this is, the, you, you got to almost assume that this is kind of encourage, if he was kind of on the tipping point, if any player was on the tipping point, that this is going to push him over and be like, okay, you know, now it makes more sense for me to go and also be with them. Cause, uh, essentially, depending how far you go in this tournament, you're playing anywhere from four to six weeks. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that, yeah. I mean, that just getting, uh, three, three of these games are going to count for the, for the, for them, uh, season, which is, is just big. You're out there with your teammates. You build that relationship. You're 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 there together. So, I you know I don't want to say anything, but it, it's looking likely that the big name, you know, where they got Chicharito confirmed. It's looking likely like the other players um, will be there. And, and it's I'm glad they but like you said, they brought so much value to this tournament in Orlando. Yeah, and I, I think the the Concacaf Champions League berth is a big big spot for next year. Um, you get to play against uh, the top. Liga MX teams who are still not where they want to be. Uh, well, they're supposed to come back in July. Supposedly, there's rumors about that, but they have a, a whole lot of mess going on out there, and that's a whole different topic. But I think uh, this is the the spot that usually takes uh, the champion of the U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, exactly. You know, pretty, pretty much uh, the U.S. Open Cup got, got canceled, and... And this will be now the tournament used at birth so the players could come out and win. And interesting to see what happens if the champion of this tournament is also the MLS champion. So uh, will the runner-up go or who knows, you know? So I mean, it, 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 this can be like a sneak peek, to, right, to what right. country. But, like, you know, anything can happen because I'm assuming everything's going to be pushed back. Um, I'm also interested to see, like, you know, if any, obviously, the, the tournament details – I know some of them were leaked um, previous to everything was being confirmed. And I also want to know if that's still going to hold true. And also how many games are they going to finish out? How many games will they actually play this season? Yeah. 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 Because there was uh, talks that they were planning to expand the MLS Cup playoffs all the way until December, perhaps go all the way to January because they have that luxury because the the season doesn't start until – March, April, so um, probably a two-month off-season and again start again next year, um, 2021. But, yeah, it's a, I, I believe those three games are going to count, like you said, towards the towards the regular season and then go off from there and all the way to the playoffs or maybe cut the, sh- uh, the players short and perhaps add more teams this, this, um, this season. But it's interesting to see what the what the, the league is gonna do in regards to 
for the rest of the year. Yeah, for the rest of the year, and also what the season's gonna mean. Because yeah, like we mentioned in the last uh, in the last show, that the league was also it's also concerning. I mean, excuse me, the L- LA teams have also put in a bid to play in their home stadiums. You know, all LA right. teams. You know, so that means obviously LAFC and LA Galaxy. Um, I don't know if they're gonna be fans this year, but to put that bid in and to have the to be able to play in your home stadium. Um, it's a lot, you know, it means a lot to that. Just, I mean, obviously without the fans, but just to be able to, after this tournament, whether it's in August or September, you know, whenever all the MLS teams eventually are allowed to be back in their home stadiums and play each other, it just, it just gonna make, it's just gonna make, uh, it's gonna make it so much better for everybody. Um, if that's an option, I'm assuming that's an option. Um, cause after the tournament, um, you know, I think they're, uh, the, the, the thought behind is have this tournament. I see where everything's at. Then hopefully everybody can go back to the home market, play there, and then move forward. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I have on that. Anything else you want to add on? Uh, well, no, just uh, hopefully we see players uh, start the soon the, the the team the full team training. Uh, so it's gonna be pretty much the same procedure, making sure everyone's on on top of the health of protocols and pretty much uh, making sure they get tested. A lot of times, and in regards to the Orlando tournament, I was reading that they're supposed to get tested after the game. And if they test positive, hopefully not, they have to wait another 24 hours to test them again, just in case it was a false alarm. Wow. But yeah, so it's, it, it's going to be pretty tight uh, on the, on the health and safety protocols when it comes to the tournament. I, I like that they're doing that, like that double testing, just to make sure it's not like a false positive or something like that, you know. So it's it's, it's really huge on that. Another news um, today: so we have NBA NBA superstar Kevin Durant has purchased a minority stake in the Philadelphia Union. The deal is expect is expected to be from one to five percent, and this is big. This is big for the league, you know. This is I mean, you have right. A lot of play, you know, you just bring more attention to the game, you know, aligning yourself with NBA players. Obviously, um, last season, uh, Houston Rockets, uh, James Harden uh, became a member of the Houston Dynamo. Uh, Houston Dynamo. And you also have uh, players like Russell Wilson and his wife, Sierra. They're, they're stake owners. And, uh, Anderson, and yeah. Founders. Mm-hmm. You know, so you see how the, the, the MLS and the growth is growing just in different ways. You know what I'm saying? And the, the value that, uh, the league has now that you're tying yourself with these big names. You obviously have obviously an Austin FC. You got Matthew McConaughey uh, with LAFC. Obviously, you got Magic Johnson, Mia Hamm, Will Ferrell. Um, you know, so it's it's a it's a great thing that's happening within the league. Obviously, even with the going on with where we're going here in this pandemic, you know, a player like Kevin Durant to add that value to a team like Philadelphia because I know he had been linked also to like DC United. Um, I think last season or something, he had been interested in that, and he's been making a lot of different. His hometown, right? That's where he's from. Yeah, he's 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 from DC. Yeah, he's from DC, and I think he wanted uh be part in that. But it's it's a, just a great thing for the league overall, you know. Just to tie yourself with another big name, um, you know, it's another way that the NBA and soccer, uh, and the MLS cross path, you know, and kind of just I see the you know once you start seeing like eventually he's going to start seeing James Harden at Dynamo games, and you know Kevin Durant. Hopefully, you know, you start seeing these players at the game. It's just going to add more value, more start, and more stock to the team, you know? Right. And not only that, you also had LeBron, who's a 
was a part owner of Liverpool, Liverpool so the exactly, champions yeah. of Europe. Yeah, so I mean, they know they know the soccer is growing here in the U.S. and soccer is probably, in my opinion, the most popular sport in the world. So they know where when to look at, or where to look at. The, you have to pay attention to the franchises as well, where you know you could be successful and where where you can probably not be certain on on some teams. But yeah, I think it's a it's a great step. You know, Russell Wilson pretty much. Uh, betted on the on their on their home team, the Sounders, mm-hmm. and look what look what they did last year. They came up on yeah, they and that and that's big. I mean, and they also the Sounders and the and the Seahawks play play at the same stadium. They share the same. The Sounders uh, are able to sell at that stadium, and I actually been to a Sounders game. So that that's the cool thing is that you're starting to see like obviously Atlanta United. Um, they share the same stadium with uh, with the Falcons, the NFL team, and you're starting to see that these teams are able to sell out, right? Obviously, you got to build in that culture and everything. Um, you know, I mean, this is uh, this is kind of taking us on a tangent, but later down the road, I mean, you have teams like LAFC who sell out every 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 game. I think it could hold up to twenty three, twenty two thousand, you know, max. But like, you know, when a city like LA, you think that you at least I, I think that eventually they could one day potentially sell out, you know, the Coliseum or the Rose Bowl, you know, Uh, just to have a game. I mean, you're talking about numbers worth upwards of like 80,000, 90,000 fans. Um, But, you know, it's interesting to see. I like the Bank of California. Adventure is going to be called something else. But um, I think, you know, obviously LA Galaxy as well, they've been able to sell out. And then whenever they play San Jose um, up there in Stanford, you know, they sell out that same as well. I'm interested to see you know, years down the road when these teams start to get, you know, start to outmax. Big, yeah. Outmax their, their capacity, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. what they're going to do, are they going to expand their own stadium? We're going to look forward to partnering with the, you know, you got the SoFi Stadium here in LA, you know, that's going to be with uh, the Rams and Chargers, you know, that's going to be an, an amazing stadium. And you talk about a team that LAFC or LA Galaxy, you play a game there, you play, you play an El Trafico there. Imagine that. Yeah, I think it, it's exciting because it's one of the rivalries that's really barely beginning here in Los Angeles, LA Galaxy against LAFC. Uh, El Trafico, I mean, we could debate on that. It still doesn't grow on me yet. If I mean, because if you want to take it... Are you talking about the name just in general? Yeah, just the name in general. I think you have, in order for it to be like authentic, it, it has to be, I don't know, call something else. It just doesn't grow me just yet. You I don't know? blame you. I mean, there's 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 nothing there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, I mean, a lot of people. I mean, I know Bob Bradley. When I spoke to him about this, he was more interested in calling it La uh, La Traffic or La. I forgot. What it was like La Classico, like L.A. Classico. Yeah, L.A. Classico, um, L.A. Derby. I think, I think I think the L. Traffico is gonna stick. Uh, at first, I wasn't about it. You know, last season I was like, I don't know. But then I, I think it's going to stick, you know. I, I, I do really think it's going to stick. Um, unfortunately, whether we like it or not, I think a lot of us, it's one of those things that first you don't really like, and then you're like, all right, maybe it's not that bad. I guess I we'll that's, stay just with me. that's just me. We, we should ask the people, though, like if they really like the name or like if they have any new names and pro- probably promote it. Who knows? Who yeah, knows? Maybe yeah, people yeah. like another name. Yeah, because it's, it's still early enough in the derby, and the, you know. To come out with something creative, you know. I do like LA Classical. 
um, you know, something creative, something that's tied to L.A. City. I mean, that's why I feel like El Trafico fits it so well, because, you know, it's just down the, the highway. And, you know, once I thought about it more, I was like, OK, that makes sense. Uh, but, yeah. But, guys, if you guys are just tuning now, make sure to uh, subscribe uh, to our channel. We're live streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Um, we're also on Twitch. Um, you know, also listen to this. If you don't get a chance to listen to live stream, also listen to the, the podcast. You know, we're on Spotify. We're, wherever you get your, 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 your podcast, anything, you can just listen to this uh, podcast later. We do, uh, we do post this later. So if you're not able to tune in now, um, you know, we're, we're going to be able to post this, but we're, we're, we're trying to do it like at least once, once or twice a week, definitely once a week. Um, uh, we've been sneaking in, uh, two times, uh, a week just to update you guys with what's going on. You know, there's so much news going on every single week. And eventually till, um, you know, till July, I'm interested. I'm, I'm potentially interested in, in heading out there. Uh, if I, if, you know, if I'm able to get credential maybe for like a, a week or something or a couple of days to the mm-hmm. Orlando tournament, I don't know how, uh, how strict they're going to be. No, how strict they're going to be exactly yeah. how strict they're going to be. Um, but hey, it's worth, it's worth the shot, you know? So, you know, just to see how it all plays out, you know? And I don't know if I have to be tested. You know, I know I'm getting way ahead of myself, but <laughs> now that everything, now that everything has been, um, you know, now that everything's been agreed on and everything, you know, I just just more details. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Yeah, I think uh, it'll be good for soccer to be back soon. We really need it. Uh, it's a big part of our daily lives. So uh, hoping to see soccer soon, especially if it's from afar. But I think it's something uh, seeing that tournament. And I just wanted to ask you, Gio, what did you think about what happened with the situation from LA Galaxy about Alexander Skatai's oh, wife. You know, I mean, that's uh, that. I mean, I wouldn't even hit on that. That's just such a touch, touchy subject. Um, so if, if a lot of people aren't familiar with what happened with uh, Alexander Katia. Katai, yeah, Katia. So his wife posted. Um, they're Serbian or they're what are they Slovenian? Serbian? Yes, Slovenian. So they're Slovenian. So. His wife on her personal Instagram posted uh, an image of where the cars, the police officer, looks like uh, NYPD, are, you know, I think I saw that video is going to hit. Sorry, Joe. Sorry, uh, he's Serbian. 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 Okay, yeah, we want to get it right. So, uh, LA Galaxy player, uh, Katja, I'm just going to call him by his last name's wife, posted a video, a picture of, you know, them potentially hitting the protesters and she wrote in Serbian um what it was it was like run over them S-H-I-T-S, you know you know run over the, these guys you know but in in, in uh in Serbian and then the next photo was a photo of a protester that was running away with with a Nike shoe box and it said and she can't be said in English or all Nike's matter um so a lot of people took offense to that, and a lot, a lot of people didn't like that. Twitter, everybody, everybody that I saw looked like they were part of the LA Galaxy team, and I did see um, they were pretty much that we don't want this player on our team. We don't want we don't want him anywhere near our team. We don't want him in, uh, associated with our team at all. Um, you know, it's so I, I, it's it's not what you want to have, is what I'm going to say. Um, I'm glad I'm not making the decision. Um, oh yeah. Because it's 
Uh, it's it's something he didn't do, and I get that people are, are upset because it's his wife. And a lot of people are thinking that, you know, he has the same views. And I just want, values, to read, yeah. I want to read his statement. He said, a post made by my wife, Tia Katia, on her social media platforms were unacceptable. unacceptable. These views are not, are not ones that I share and are not tolerated in my family. Racism, particularly toward the black community, is not, it's not only prevalent in the United States and in Europe, but across the globe. I strongly condemn, condemn white supremacy, racism, and violence towards the people of color. Black Lives Matters, period. This is a mistake from my family, and I take full responsibility. I will ensure that my family and I take the necessary actions to learn, understand, listen, and support the black community. I understand that it will take time to earn back the support of the people of Los Angeles. I am committed to putting in the necessary work to learn from these mistakes and be a better ally and advocate for equality going forward. I'm sorry for the pain that these posts have caused LA Galaxy family and all allies in the fight against racism. Yeah, that's a pretty tough situation. He was probably, he was the new acquisition from LA Galaxy this yeah. year. Uh, he coming from Chicago Fire, so a lot of expectations from Katia. So yeah, unfortunately, there's that debate. You know, like how do you not know your wife? Things about this, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is. I it, mean, it, knowing it, her for this long, it's, yeah, it's so tough. It, it's so tough because um, it is such a touchy subject, and it, it and right now anything. I mean, we've seen a similar with NFL with Drew Brees. I'm just gonna read a comment from someone that posted on his Instagram. He's like, I'm assuming this is a fan of LA Galaxy. We do not tolerate racism here. I hope you educate your wife and pack your bags and leave. Yeah, a lot well, of LA Galaxy is upset, and it took um, yeah, LA, it took LA Galaxy about six hours to get approval for them to send out a statement. And just to be fair, I want to read LA Galaxy's statement um, because mm-hmm. you know I just want to get all the information. Um, I'm glad you brought this up um, because I mean it's uh, we just got to hit on it because this is what what is going on. Uh, oh, they did, uh, let me go on onto their Twitter. Because uh, I thought they posted the the statement on their uh, Instagram, but I guess not. Um, yeah, I, I I did see a, a tweet with uh, fans outside of the stadium with a banner saying that we're pretty much asking for LA Galaxy to dismiss the player because they didn't want no racist players being part of the club, you know. So it's 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 yeah. a it's a very tough situation, which especially in these times, what what's happening right now? Yeah, everybody's coming together and supporting. If you're not a part of that, exactly, and it's a very sensitive subject. And I just want to read LA Galaxy's statement. This was yesterday. Earlier today, the LA Galaxy were made aware of a series of racist and violent social media posts by Tia Katia, the wife of LA Galaxy midfielder Alexander Katia. The LA Galaxy strongly condemned social posts and requested their immediate removal. The LA Galaxy stands firmly against racism of any kind, including that which suggests violence or seeks to demean death of those in of racial inequality. The LA Galaxy stand with communities of color, especially the black community, in, pro, in the protest and fight against systematic racism, social inequality, bigotry, and violence. The LA Galaxy will hold a meeting with Katia on Thursday, which was today, June 4th, and we're to determine the next steps. Now is the time to reflect on our role in helping fight racism in our community. Um. Yeah, man, it is, it is tough. If you're, this is like, this is, if you're LA Galaxy, this is, 
a PR nightmare, you know? Um, because if it's something that came directly from him, then I think it's, uh, it, it makes, it makes, um, with all the backlash, these is coming from the fans, the fans that pay essentially your salary, that pay to go to the games, that pay to yeah. the team. Um, you know, but it was his wife. So I think it's tricky there. Um, you know, and it, and, it, and it's tough, man. Uh, you know, I, I you know, I don't, I feel for the fans, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, you know, for the player, like whether he knew what's going on or not, you know, we don't know the whole, st- we don't know everything. So I want to know exactly everything before I, I make an assumption and be like, okay, I don't agree. I'm just going to be clear. I don't agree with those comments or anything. And I didn't even, when I first saw it, I'm like, I saw that the black Nikes matter. I'm like, okay, but I didn't see the other one. Cause the other one was in Serbian. And then I, I typed it in and translated it, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Now I understand why so many. Yeah. Now I understand why so many people are upset. Um, you know, so we'll see. We'll see what LA Galaxy decides to do. I know this is a tough decision for them, and see what they do moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's maybe the wife Tia Kati Katia pretty much didn't realize where now she was living in a city that's very diverse. Well, Chicago is as, as well as diverse as here in Los Angeles. But, yeah, especially in these type of situations, you better think twice before you post anything online. Especially maybe she thought that people weren't going to understand uh, what she put in the, in the first image with uh, the different language. But I think it's it's common sense. People are going to start searching what it means. And, and yeah, I think it, I wouldn't be surprised if they let go of uh, – Alexander, because I mean the fans will not be very happy with with this decision, and I think we'll see what happens in the next few days. I mean they already met with them. We'll see. I'm sure they had a really deep talk with them and see how they feel about them. But I mean, there's just some of that situations where you're you're stuck in between. I mean, yeah, she's your wife, but um, sometimes don't you don't respect those values. But still, it makes you question those kind of things exactly why why are you with her you know and if you're not like that yeah and i you know if you're a teammate of his too you know what i'm saying like if you're a teammate of his i think the organization the coach uh guillermo balas coloto um the players around um know him better than we do way better than we do um so and the front office knows him way better than we do so I'm just interested to see what comes out of it. I know that a lot of backlash. Uh, unfortunately, there's a, a terrible time to make these comments and to do those things to post. And also goes to show that you don't have to be the biggest superstar on the team. Right. Wife. You don't have to be mm-hmm. the wife of Chicharito, Vela. You, you, you can be – I'm not trying to knock Alexander by any way, but he's not a superstar. He's not the main uh, top three, maybe top four players on the team, you know? Or top five, and and, and I think has, it has to do with him being in LA Galaxy, one of one of the most uh, emblematic teams in MLS, pretty much the five-time MLS champion. Yep. So LA Galaxy gets a lot of attention drawn from the media, from the fans. They're always on top of their things, and LA Galaxy has always been a a club known by its diversity. You have yep. a lot of Mexican players, a oh, yeah, lot of Central yeah, American yeah, players, soccer, yeah. Europeans from everywhere. So I think it's it's a world class organization. So I think this is why it's so 
it's so difficult right now for everyone at this moment because I, in my honest opinion, I don't think I ever seen something like this going on in this in this club. Yeah, I haven't seen anything like this, and just the fans just are not don't want to be associated with with him or anything like that. None of the everything that I read on Twitter, on Instagram, on you know, it, it's like what I was gonna just want to finish my lap, my point on that. Whether your your husband is the main guy or not, if you're tied into any professional team, fans will follow you, and you got you know if you. They're gonna follow you, you know. There, there's some diehard fans, some diehard fans. Like, oh, this is your wife. Oh, I want to know. I want to get to know what your wife posts. You know, I want to get to know your family. Blah blah. And you know, because I'm like, how did they? You know, I I I went. I saw because someone had I tagged her. Her her Instagram is now um, private. I don't know if it was if it was if it wasn't private before. So it just goes to show that in the day of social media, anything you put out there, regardless if you're a big player superstar player or not, you know, whether someone doesn't approve of it or doesn't like it, it is going to come to light. And especially with those comments and pictures being posted, it's just not a good look. Yeah, I totally agree. We'll see what happens in the next few days. I'm sure LA Galaxy is going to take their time to make the decision carefully. Yeah, just make and sense. yeah, it makes, it, it makes total sense. I know it wasn't the player who said things. It was, you know, unfortunately his wife, but we'll see how that goes. But I think it, it, it all depends how – I'm sure they're going to listen to the fans, in my honest opinions. Yeah, uh, I'm just interested to see what happens because, I mean, the fans have just, you know, are not happy and they they don't want to be associated. And, and, and this comes after both LA Galaxy and LAFC pretty much uh, took out to their social medias, media platforms, social media platforms that – Pretty much they're against racism. So I think that's what sparks the fire a little bit more in this situation. Yeah, it does. And it, and it gives any uh, uh, other team fuel just to, you know, knock them for this. So, it's I mean, I could already see other fans doing some some type of – not that I want to see that, but I've already seen some of that stuff on, online. But with that, um, Gustavo, tell the people where they can follow you. Um, we're just going to wrap things up. Tell the people they can follow you. Yeah, well, anyone who wants to follow me, you can do it on Twitter and Instagram. As you see on the bottom of your screen, at Gustavo8 underscore Ortega for both Twitter and Instagram. And as well, my photography page at Gustavort, G-V-S-T-A-V-O-R-T. So I'll be there. If you guys want to say hi for support, anything you guys want, talk about sports, I'm here for you guys. Thank you, Gio. Yeah. Guys, of course, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram as well at Gio Garcia LA. You know, trying to post as much as much information as I can. You know, try to get some breaking news. You know, it's more of the tournament format and everything. As much as I come, follow me on Twitter. That's that's why I have all the information. I'm on Twitter. I'm also on LinkedIn. If you guys want to chat, just trying to put on there. We're also going to have this show at least like once a week through the live stream, and we're also going to post it on. If you don't get a chance to watch the full live stream. We're going to post it on our podcast, which you can listen on Spotify um, and all, all the platforms as well. So slowly working on getting our Apple podcast, but everything's been slow right now. But with that, guys, also be sure to follow our social media page at LA Soccer Hub. We're going to get all that great content. Uh, for Gustavo, this is Gio. Guys, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.